we actually should do Sweet. that. <laughs> I mean, I, I who I, is I, eating? Is that Jamie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. How dare you? <laughs> no, it's not me. Is it Casey? No, no, not me. Oh, you liar! No, it was me. I was doing that for a dramatic effect. It's it's pretty good. I think you uh I think you have a career in was it Foley? What's it called again? I always forget. What's the yeah, sound? Foley. Foley. Foley, yeah. Like sound effects. Foliage. No. That's mm, like if no, I could have no, like a career, close. like if I could pick my own career, I'd be a Foley artist. I remember you saying that one time. And so wow. it stuck with me. What is that for those of us who don't know what Foley is? Uh, Chad, if you could do a representation of... Chad, can you make a chip-eating sound? So if I'm watching a cartoon... Oh, like the guy from or, Police Academy. Horse gallop. It's just it's sound effects. You're the person that is like enhancing the sound effects. If you actually watch movies a lot of the time really closely... It, there's a lot of times I think where it doesn't perfectly line up or you can tell that they like enhance the sound. If you pay like stupid close attention to things you've seen a lot. So it's like they, it's like how they made the sound for the T-Rex. Yeah. In Jurassic park. That's what I always think of when I think of that stuff as I think of like, okay, so those artists <clears throat> needed to come up with 10 different options of what a velociraptor could have sounded like. And then Spielberg's like, Yep, I want that one. The one that sounds like a sloth, a dolphin, and a child with regret. <laughs> what was it, though, actually? Isn't it like a lion, lion, a tuba? Like, <laughs> no, seriously. It was Strange Professor Blum with a wrench. <laughs> Hold on. With the candlestick in the green room? Basically. <laughs> All right. Are you guys excited? Well, I don't know if Dude. you guys uh, had Kentucky winning your bracket, but they just lost. I nope. saw that. Number two seed. A lot of people hadn't winning, actually. It's funny. I thought I. Yeah, I never picked Kentucky. Everyone always picks Kentucky. Yeah, they do. Well, they had this. They had a big guy this year that was just a freak like that could just go down kind of like Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NFL, the NFL, the NBA now, just like a big dude that can kind of do it all and shoot well now they're like all crying cat. big guys crying all crying all Dude, right chad super crying velociraptors they recorded turtles having sex and threw in some annoying horse sounds for good measure <laughs> which again like the two combinations oh. it's like hey uh can i can you hear more of the tortoise with the horses do we do we have any of the tortoises having sex yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Do we have a more annoying horse? <laughs> Man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did you have some clip art sound or whatever? <laughs> Moi? Chad? Sorry, I'm just munching away quick. You haven't eaten today, really? But <clears throat> were you, you were traveling today, right? Or was that yesterday? It was yesterday. Okay. With the yoga yuppie with the dog taking selfies. <laughs> How was the dog on the rest of the plane? 
flushed it down a toilet. Oh, came out all blue. <laughs> a T-Rex was a combination of a baby elephant squeal, an alligator gurgling, and a tiger snarl. Okay, I was oh, close. Someone got the tiger. <laughs> yeah. Its breath was the sound of air escaping a whale's blowhole. That's a that's pretty intricate. Okay, I'm almost done. Uh, how about so? Chicken, can we get a, can we get one more hard honors. crunch and then we all decide what kind of chip yeah. you might be eating? Ooh. Wait, one more. You're never going to get this. It's not Pringles. It's Pringles not Doritos. Crunchy like that. Yeah. It's not kettle chips. No. Not pretzels. Is it uh not is it chili not cheese funnies. Fritos? Nope. Okay. I'm going bugles. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, dude, I was gonna go with gross. bugles. What? Gross. Fucking gross, uh, dude. Bugles are fucking gross. It, it was the greatest thing Sorry. ever. When Target had those at the dollar section. <laughs> <laughs> What were those? Like They're just corn chips, like, I think. What? Oh my god. Corn chips with You know it's really bomb. Twice I know, as much didn't salt. they make like uh didn't they make them like like ranch flavor too and I think, mm-hmm. oh, I yeah, think they I'm tried, but nothing gross. could beat the original. <laughs> Ass at, tar- at Target they sell these they're half beet chips, half sweet potato chips. Amazing. What? Yeah. Did you say okay. beet? Beet. Yeah, those are not as good as the sweet potato chips, beet. but they're interesting. These no, like I, veggie chips, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. can't do that shit. It's like if you're going to eat a chip, like you just need to fucking eat a potato chip. Oh, I'm not like a afraid of potato chips. Pretty, chips. pretty okay. I know. Just they're I'm just <laughs> I'm just going on a tangent here, but the the food substitution <laughs> thing, it's like dude, no, 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 I'm no, with like, you. the like the ve- we got veggie straws a lot. It's just like a good crunchy salty snack. I actually prefer those to a, a wide variety of like salty snacks. We didn't do it to like be healthier potato chips yeah. per se. No, and they're not healthy at all. They're still like ex- it's still like ground up, you know, vegetable matter then deep fried. So they're still <laughs> not good for you at all. Right. They're mostly air. Yeah, no, I I just right. grab them because I like sweet potatoes. But I take your point, Chad. It's like mm-hmm. if I'm at McDonald's, I'm ordering a Big Mac. Like I'm not ordering a salad. How no. do you feel about the Impossible Meat then, Chad? Have you tried any of that stuff, like Impossible Burgers or anything like that? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like when you get the stuff to make at home, it yeah, it's fine when yeah, you yeah. cook it up. But like when it's raw, it it smells like cat food to me. Like Dude, dog I think food. it smells bad when you cook it. The smell of it frying in a pan actually makes me a little nauseous. But then I eat it and it's not that bad. But the smell of that is pretty bad. Yeah, you know it's, it's better really... on a grill. Oh, sure. Oh, Maybe, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't smell it then as much, too. You know who has a really good veggie burger is um, Portillo's. They have like a portobello mushroom mm-hmm. patty with... It's like Ooh. cheese, and they put this like vinaigrette on top. It is so good. But see, give me a veggie thing that's made of just veggies, not a thing that's trying to be meat. Like I'll eat meat if I want to eat meat, but like give me an alternative 
that doesn't have meat but is just its own thing like a mushroom burger or like a black bean burger is good too that doesn't feel like it's trying to right. be meat it's just a a yummy black bean patty just yeah an alternative i like the black bean patties and then as far as the impossible meat goes like i guess i didn't i haven't caught up on the smell part of it like are you talking when you take it out in the kitchen and do it that way or like throw it on the grill like you can really we fry ours up in a in a pan like we just had impossible sausage yeah pat, and we made it into like breakfast patties and frying it up in the pan man it's you know it stunk my kitchen up with this sense the that it sausage just made me, i didn't like the oh. sausage at all man Oh, maybe that's it too. Then maybe the yeah. sausage is just not as good. I was trying to think because I had the Impossible Burger. I think this summer a couple times at a friend's house. Who I feel like they try to limit how much meat their kids are getting. Because um, mm-hmm. I've seen them like I've been over there before and I never thought anything of it. Uh, but they were like eating like cucumber and tomato sandwiches. Yay! Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, at least keep with some Brussels sprouts. I know, right? Um, but then oh, we went over there to Brussels grill one time. Sprouts. So some hummus. I brought over the impossible meat stuff because I thought like that's what they would have preferred. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, but I wasn't there for the grilling part of it. Like it got grilled up, but so eating it was delicious. But I was trying it's to probably fine on a grill. Trying to think of the smell, and I don't think it. I don't think I remember anything specific about it. But you're you're right though. I like the taste of it. I enjoy eating it. Um, maybe it's just the sausage. Maybe that's my issue. But no, I, I think grilling it would probably be fine too. Similar thing happens when you make bacon. <clears throat> like the house just smells like bacon for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that smell. Oh, man, it's the best. I don't hate that, though. <laughs> I yeah. Love, yeah, I love the smell of bacon. <laughs> Guys, did you know that David Arquette, who is a certified Bob Ross painter instructor, taught several of the cast members uh-huh. how to paint like the legendary artist <laughs> during film breaks? Like, Get out of here. <laughs> what? it feels like such That's an awesome. old man David Arquette move, like to all these kids. <laughs> like, we're taking, hey guys, we're gonna take another hour break. Uh, we broke a light bulb. Okay, no problem, guys. Hey, does anybody want to paint with me? <laughs> like, let's make some fluffy little trees. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review and pop culture podcast where we review movies from the past and chat about what we're streaming in the present. This week's topic is Scream. Scream 5, Scream 2022, Scream... The new Scream, the Scream reboot, whatever you want to call it. That's our topic of the week. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and I want to introduce you to my Time Machine co-host. First, he's our sports reporter, Mr. Fish Rep Factory himself, host of the Midwest Mountain Sports Report podcast. That's Jamie. Hey, I'm going to take my 10 seconds here to real quick say that this is your spoiler warning. Can, we're doing it right now. I, I I don't believe in these generally, but this movie is pretty new, and I got to see this fresh, no spoilers. So if that's what you want to do, don't turn it off, but just know that full spoilers ahead. Yeah, we'll get a little we'll get a little little spoiler warning before we get into the topic. But thanks for the update, the heads up. And next, he's our YouTube channel surfer extraordinaire. It's Casey. What's up? You're a leprechaun, Chatty. Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. And finally, he's if our... you're not wearing green. Um, I'm wearing, I'm, I have green underwear on, I think. And counts. Totally counts. <laughs> he's our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge at NES Cart Collector. It's James. There was not a Scream NES. And um, yes, 
everybody. This is the 25 years after the first scream, so spoilers will be coming. Spoilers. All you right, should title awesome. this one Scream uh, 5. Oh, you did title Scream, scream 25 too. Yeah. That works. Whatever yeah, you want to call that it. That works. Okay. okay. The new Scream. New Scream, old Scream, we all Scream for Ice Scream. Uh, Not to be confused with the Scream TV show on MTV. Did anybody watch that? No, we First had this season. conversation before, right? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, we definitely did. I feel like Jamie definitely would have dabbled in that, so. Yeah, first season was good. It was I still got to watch the second season, but uh, not bad for an MTV show. Cool. Before we get into topic week, though, let's go around the virtual roundtable and chat about what we've been streaming, watching since the last time we got together. And before we get into that, I want to thank you, my co-host, for doing some episodes while I was out. So enjoyed listening to those and those have dropped already so yeah thank you guys it did awesome um thanks for showing me that you don't need me anymore so appreciate it don't you dare leave (laughs) you're not allowed to leave no don't leave although when it is just two of us like it does uh allow us to geek out on certain things like just where you look at the time going oh we should get on the topic (laughs) opposed to like just continue talking about stuff i don't know Conversational podcast, right? Just yeah. talk. What, yeah. Just keep it going. Keep the flow going. But um, yeah, so let's get into what we've been watching. I've been watching a lot of things, been catching up on some movies um, I've been wanting to watch. <clears throat> but I just have one thing I want to share. Uh, what I've been watching is, and I'm not sharing it because I think it's great, but for some reason, I keep on coming back to it and watching more and more of it, even though it's super cheesy. But I've been watching the Guardians of Justice on Netflix. It's a, Is that a cartoon? new show. It's not a cartoon. And uh, well, there's some animated parts in it. It's just it's odd. It's weird. I don't think I've seen anything like it before in my life. And uh, what first piqued my interest was is that it's produced and created by Adi. Is it Adi Shankar? Um, who did, I think he did like the Dread movie, and he produced the Castlevania animated series on Netflix. Oh my um, gosh. the first season. I wrote that. But he's, I think he's most famous for the, do you remember? Maybe it was like, a, like 10 years ago, there was that, that like YouTube fan film, kind of like a 12 minute like Power Rangers movie that was like on Netflix or it was going around the internet. I think it was around like 2012 or something like that. He created that as well. And I think that was the inspiration for like getting that Power Ranger movie that came out, like getting that funded, I think maybe I don't know. check it out for yourself. But anyways, like I got to check this out. It's going to be weird. And like right from the get go, I started getting like major like Watchmen vibe from it. And then it just gets really crazy from there. Not that that's any good again, but like your main character is um, played by Diamond Dallas Page, the former wrestler. And he plays like, you know, it's it's kind of like this vigilante superhero group. Um, He plays like the what would be kind of like the the generic Batman. uh, Knockoff character, but. Then it it just gets crazy from there. I don't know. It's so weird and strange. It's it's almost like a a late 80s, 
early 90s pop culture mashup. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's the strangest thing. As soon as There's I like moments looked, to. As soon as I looked it up and just looked What's at the that? poster, I, real, I saw the poster and I'm like, wait a minute. And then looked at the year and I'm like, oh my God, this came out in 2022. I'm like, I think I do remember watching this preview. And it's like, did this get lost in time? <laughs> like, where where is this thing coming from? So. I don't know. It makes yeah, sense. It's, it's it's definitely like definitely a lower budget film. It's it's yeah, I can't. It's almost like it's um oh what's that one kids movie like Beastmaster. Shark Boy, Shark oh. Boy and Lava Girl. Oh yeah. I remember it's that. It's almost super campy. Kind of bad like yeah, but it's like mature rated. Okay. <laughs> It's yeah. So I don't know. Give it a sh- give it a shot. It's it's I don't know. I think it's very interesting. I've never seen anything like it before, but that's what I've been watching lately, along with some other things. But that's just one thing I wanted to share with everyone. But yeah, what do you guys been up to? Well, I can jump in with the uh, YouTube wrecks, you know, got to get those YouTube recos in there because I do have a few of them. Uh, obviously, always got to shout out Channel Five. There's a new one uh, where they actually followed the, the like the the People's Convoy, the like U.S. version of the Canadian trucker protest, and they like drove with it. It's actually super funny. Uh, I think it's like an hour and some. So, buckle up. That one's good. Uh, and then there's a show I watched on YouTube called Some More News. I think I've mentioned it before, but did a really good episode of what two weeks ago on Spotify and not just like their, you know, Joe Rogan take, but actually like how it's a lot more complicated and awful corporate wise than you'd think, because like uh, Spotify is mostly owned by like the major record labels or one of the major record labels. So they basically have an agreement for super, super cheap, like streaming fees, because that's how, you know, they pay the record label for royalties. Well, they don't, the record label doesn't care. They'll pay the artist jack shit because they're getting all the subscription fees on top of it and not paying anything on top of that. So it's like a crazy, like, I don't know, man, really, really sketchy, really interesting to watch uh, a good one. And then I actually just watched last night, some clips online. I don't have Apple TV, uh, but I was watching some clips from uh, the problem with John Stewart specifically. Uh, he did a pretty good series of there's just YouTube clips that I was watching, um, but a lot of stock market stuff that was really interesting and kind of summarized the whole Reddit GameStop thing because uh, it's not really fully done, kind of, uh, but kind of still ongoing, but kind of summarizes that whole funny Internet thing uh, and, you know, pretty good exposition or, uh, you know, exposing of the the craziness that is the stock market that runs you know our entire you know economy and it's how how weird it is and awful but that's all i got cool i uh jumped into i started the witcher a long time ago and just never got back to it so i devoured uh witcher one and two um which i do recommend if you're into shows about i don't know witches and goblins and swords and stuff i think it's kind of up your alley uh, but I thought it was really w- well done. I'm, but much like, uh, much like in Batman, I would imagine that Henry Cavill's voice uh, must really, really hurt because he talks at such a weird, low, raspy Rachel register. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. So hopefully, hopefully he's doing all right. Um, and then 
Jamie, I didn't mention this last time, but and I don't want to do I would do any spoilers, but I did go see the new Batman movie, and that didn't come up as far as movies I saw in theater um, last. I definitely meant to ask you about that. Yeah. What so, were your thoughts? No, did anybody else watch it yet? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. No. Um, the Batman. Yeah, well, I think I texted you guys this, but the best thing that I could say is that it is definitely darker um, and definitely has this kind of like seven vibe. Like the color hues are like oranges, browns, and it's just dark and it's very ominous. Um, and uh, it's kind of like how I've said in pods before that I thought Fight Club would have been a good Joker movie if they kind of turned it around. I think in the same light, Seven could have been a good Riddler movie if they made it more take place in Gotham with this Batman vibe. Um, so I don't know. It, that's kind of how I felt about it. And then I also wish like some of the casting I didn't know um, only because uh, after you see like how they do the makeup or that somebody is involved, like you're like you uh, like if I hadn't heard rumors of that, I would don't think I would have gotten there faster on some of the um things that are happening in there like who the penguin is like i don't think i ever would have figured out that actor if i didn't know who it was beforehand oh um, i didn't even know the penguin was in there maybe my bad i don't know spoiler so <clears throat> i mean he shows up they they do a good job of introducing gotham basically and introducing quite a few different characters where you could it foreshadows into lots of other things and it doesn't necessarily focus too much on them um but yeah there's people that are involved that i'm like that is like it just is kind of fun to see like hey glad this is doing well so i'm excited to see what the next batman movie like what they're planning to do with it so yeah what's the actor's name again that that plays the batman uh, edward cullen edward (laughs) robert pattinson robert pattinson yeah i've been thinking like talk (laughs) about like maybe because i I was kind of out of the movie loop for a while but talking about like a career like flip-flop because he was in the Twilight movies, right? Which right. just the other day when I saw it, when we're on vacation, I saw it pop up on some like streaming advertisement. It's like, watch all five movies for free. And I was like, there's five of those. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was thinking like, man, he is like, I don't know. He's been in some really good, good roles. I feel like maybe like the last, what, five six years maybe yeah with i think that movie uh space movie life and like uh the lighthouse which you like that director i think chad um yeah robert eggers yeah the the vich yeah like uh so i was reading uh something after because i didn't want any spoilers with batman and so afterwards of course i'm reading a couple articles on it and one of them was mentioned that matt reeves the director he's the one who did uh cloverfield um, and, uh, I think maybe some of the Planet of the Apes movies and, uh, he was saying that he was, uh, he wrote the script with Robert Pattinson in mind as Batman, but they, he had never like discussed it with him yet. And so the script's finished there. He's going to ask him pandemic happens. And then, um, like when everything was coming to light, he's like, this is gonna be great. He's done some indie movies. And like, so he's been off radar for a while, so we can bring him back to like these blockbusters. Like he thought it'd be perfect. And then all of a sudden Nolan casts him in Tenet. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> F you, Nolan, <laughs> you ruined my life. <laughs> um, but I think also that I, I'm willing to guess that probably sealed the deal. Like, I, I mean, if you're Matt Reeves and you believe in this thing, don't you in turn send that script to Nolan and be like, Nolan, get your boy to sign on with me. <laughs> yeah. So sure. I don't know. But uh, it all worked out anyways, so. 
So I'm going to use Pattinson as a tangent into my thing. Um, another one, if no one's seen it, The Lost City of Z is great. It kind of came and went under the radar, but it's got Pattinson and Tom Holland in it and Charlie these British explorers. Yeah. Yep. Charlie Hunnam James has seen it. Um, yeah, they're trying to find basically El Dorado, like this hidden city in the middle of the Amazon. And it was surprisingly good. Pattinson, again, just like delivered in that one. And that was my movie where I was like, oh, this dude's an actor. Okay. Um, but aside from that, I really, I haven't been doing much. It's March Madness time right now. And 89.3 The Current has their, um, album bracket albums from 1992. And yeah. I've just been listening to, have you listened to Prince's song seven? Cause I've been listening to that on repeat like all week. Uh, no, um, I'm not, I'm not like a huge Prince fan. <laughs> he has some bangers, but. Listen to seven. No, I'm telling you, man. Okay, I'll do that. I, yeah, I did. That's when I um, I think I put this in the chat earlier today. They're playing some En Vogue. And I was like, oh, yeah, En Vogue was the fucking shit, right? And after that, they played some Social D from 92, a part of that whole bracket thing that you're talking about, Jamie. But Who won? Was it, was it like En Vogue versus Social Distortion? Yeah, it was just during a school pickup so i didn't i didn't get the finish okay so you'll have to yeah. go check online cliffhanger <laughs> cliffhanger <laughs> so we're listening to the same thing that's cool um the only other thing i i turned on disney plus the other day um the girls have been watching turning red i've again i can never sit down and actually watch these movies fully don't, don't with waste them. your time just attention span okay it's yeah, yeah it, it sorry didn't... one man's opinion i was not impressed so you can leave it i'll save you two hours oh figures coming it. from a man i know right <laughs> <laughs> it was the, yeah, I, well i would say the subject was too edgy girls are probably love it jamie <laughs> yeah oh they yeah. do they yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's not yeah. it's not like one yeah like my kids loved it but i'm just like it was like whatever you know but what what caught my eye was it gave me the option to do you want to watch mature content on Disney Plus? Oh, it did that to me last like, night. Excuse me. Do you does anyone know what yes what their definition of mature content is on well, Disney no, Plus? No, what is I this? know what happened. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Oh, I'm sorry. You were asking. Uh, I thought it was hypothetical, and you were going to tell us. Um, I I, no, I, I think this is why. Uh-uh. So I had to sign in last night because I was like, what was I watching before bed? like the night before I'm like, Oh, I was falling asleep to Eternals. So I threw it back on and then it had me sign in again. And when I signed in and clicked, yes, I would like to be MA. I was wondering the same thing. The first thing that pops up is the Netflix Marvel shows are now on Disney plus. So daredevil defenders, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke cage, they're all there, which I'm guessing is that's their start of mature content. Okay. That oh. answers a lot of questions. Okay. Those shows are pretty dark. At least Daredevil is, well, and I'm guessing the Punisher probably is too. Right. What I was hoping, and it's kind of like I always hoped or thought that Disney, like, oh, Disney Plus is here, and yes, it's all Disney content, but they bought 20th Century Fox. So I was thinking all of a sudden we're going to get all these side production companies that are owned by all these guys. So like all of a sudden, like Touchstone and I don't know, well, 20th Century Fox. Like I thought it would have its own thing where it's like the Disney star. Like you click on the star, and like it's all these ones that you don't consider really Disney, but they're more mature and you get movies like the sixth sense and signs because they are under that affiliate or whatever, if that makes sense. Um, 
So I don't know if that's the start of this or not, or if this is just the start of them being able to do more with their content. Like, is Deadpool eventually going to Disney Plus? No, awesome. you just didn't see they have an adult <laughs> category now. Oh, there is an actual just like Disney click on an adult yeah. category. No, come on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, <laughs> joke. We're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, Pern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> Disney. <Yeah>. Pern. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Ain't no Disney Pern on there, boys. I didn't get there <laughs> fast enough. <laughs> but I heard there's a market for that. <laughs> That's what they do with all those princesses. Oh, God. That's what the Internet's for. Yeah, yeah God. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds and toxic nerd culture. Casey, don't feel the need to Google that. You're going to be disappointed. No, I'm out. I'm out. Thank you. Hitting the eject button. Should we go into the movie? We should, but before that, uh, Jamie, speaking of monster closet movies, did you know what the name at the top of the screen for me is? Do you know what that's from? The the name Barry Cox. Uh, I almost had it. I thought, it, wait, is he being like Mr. Courtney Cox or? Oh, no, no, <clears throat> no. It no. Uh, <laughs> obscure is Barry Cox was uh, Ryan Phillippe's character. And I know what you did last summer. Oh, well played. Mm-hmm. I've was... only seen that one, I think, like once. Oh, which also became a TV show. Yeah. Wasn't that like an Amazon show this last summer? I feel like that sounds right. I'll take <laughs> Barry Cox. Barry Cox, summer travel agent. <laughs> God, that'd be a great show. It's not Cox unless it tastes like Cox. Oh, that's Dewey Cox. <laughs> Dewey Cox. <laughs> Walk hard. Walk. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's talk about Scream twenty twenty two. Twenty five years after a streak of brutal murder shocked the quiet town of Woodsboro, California, a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. All right, go this is scream to the edge of town across the tracks. I do like. Okay, uh, so yeah, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, all right, this is full spoiler warning. So from here on out, we're going to go full spoilers on Scream 2022. So, Casey, if you want to hang out and have us spoil it for you, feel free. Hang out. Um, uh, do we want Casey to uh, give us what he thinks happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Casey, you just heard the rundown of what the movie's about. Why don't you give us uh, your assumptions on where the plot takes us? Wow. Um, I, I have no idea. Okay. Hold on. Just how about based on the title? Uh, again, it's called scream. Does that help anything? Scream. Well, I mean, I've seen the original screams boys. Like I don't, I, I've seen all of them, but this one, to be honest, I think even like the, what, what was, I think the most recent one I've seen was the one where they were like literally making a movie about it. And they showed up to the set and like, it all went down at the set of the movie. It was like super meta. That was Scream was Three. Scream Three. That was there a four? And this there was is a five. four. There was a four, but it's like it's like Courtney Cox's uh, niece or something is getting terrorized. Oh yeah, I'm, I I I wouldn't say I missed it. Is what I'm also saying. known as it, Julia Roberts's niece in real life. <laughs> and then this one, uh, you know what? This one does slightly interest me only because this one's a throwback, right? It's like all the OG people again. Yes. Or is um, that what I'm trying three. to guess? 
Because is, is Courtney Cox back in it? Yes. This one. Well, then it's got that, you know, that 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 vibe of uh, of OG. This would be an interesting one, right? Because I enjoyed the originals back in the day. Because these are less horror, right? These are slasher movies, um, which I, I don't know. Still n- really not my cup of tea. Um, but uh, I think they're less less. I don't want to say bad. I don't want to call like jump scare horror bad, but I think that's, uh, you know, bottom barrel, you know, scraping the bottom to, to get a, you know, entertainment just to make people jump by flashing different scary things in front of them. I think slasher is a, is a step above that because it's a little more psychological in nature as well. So I can't dog slashers. Um, let's jump into monster. So, uh, here's what people. happens. Oh, yeah, people go and uh, cut people up with knives. That's what happens in this. People get stabbed a lot is what I'm guessing. And uh, I'm guessing the bad guy wears a mask that looks kind of like that weather guy, right? <laughs> What's up, guy? Okay, okay I'm just going to go into full... I'm just going to tell you how I feel about this movie. Because I think, yeah. for some reason, I'm thinking now after watching this newest Scream movie, I've only seen the original Scream and this movie. So I haven't seen two, three, four, or whatever. Um, going into watching this, I was wondering, like, oh, do I need to have seen all of them going into this one? And tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm like, I don't think so. Like, at least seeing the first one is all I really needed. 100%. And, <laughs> Yep, you're and correct. It's I, like the new Halloween thing. Yes. Yep. Which it's they a, even bring up. A requel? <laughs> a well, requel? Yeah. yeah, that's how they reference it in the movie. Um, I was. It's funny when they're trying to explain what it is, and they go like talk themselves in circles. And I that I thought was a little funny. <laughs> but I don't know. I like the idea yeah, of, but... they mentioned it, um, like you were saying, Casey, like the OG characters are in there. And in the movie that itself, they talk to them. They talk them up as legacy characters, which uh, I was like, I've kind of heard that term before, but like, this is the first time where I'm like, oh yeah, if like they're in the original, like they're the legacy cast and they're bringing Mm -hmm. them back. And I I like that reference. Yeah, I just like how it played. I mean, it obviously I'm thinking that I haven't seen like two, three and four, but I'm guessing those movies weren't as good. And the, the kind of the meta thing going on in this one, like the, I'm guessing like a lot of people didn't like a few of these movies sequels to the original Scream. I'm, I haven't seen them. So James or Casey or Jamie, can you tell me if I'm right on that or. Meh. So any good like well, without going into like think. a full diatribe about it, I'm just like yeah, I just kind of like no. the whole like like meta thing of it. I I, I, I was kind of whatever about this movie from the like kind of like the maybe the first third of it. But then as I got more into it, I was like, I really like this. I think this movie was really good. Like I gave it a three and a half on my my letterbox. But I'm thinking maybe I need to give it a four because there were some things that was like, this is really cool. Like it's it's kind of it's tackling um, this toxic nerd culture fandom. Like if you are really like a big fan of something and if like a new movie comes out, like a new sequel of it, it maybe it made me think more about like Star Wars fans versus uh, like horror fans, but like, oh, if something comes out and you don't like it, <clears throat> you have to like scream and shout and cry all the time and saying that it's ruining your characters, it's destroying your childhood versus just saying like, oh, like it wasn't that good. I didn't like the direction that they're taking with it instead of like <laughs> thinking that it in- impacts your life in-, in this super serious way. And now like you are attacking um, members or um you know, actors from the film, 
um, attacking them. Maybe that's like race based attacks or, you know, based on like, oh, if it's a female character, we're going to really go after the female characters versus like the male characters are just going to say that they ruined that character. But I don't know. I'm going off on a slight tangent here, but I I thought it was brilliant. But I think it's kind of like they're addressing the idea of like, say, like everybody was up in arms about remaking Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull because they thought it was like so terrible. We ruined their childhoods or redoing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or even Ghostbusters with the female cast. And it's just different. And how the world treated that situation and just, yeah, went on a tangent or went on Twitter and just said really mean, hurtful things that for no reason, and it shouldn't affect the actors or the people involved as much as it would. It like, they were just trying to do something fun. (laughs) So it's got to like, get over it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Chad, I'll jump in to kind of answer your question. Speaking as a huge scream fan, like this is, probably my horror franchise apart from alien i think those are my two so i've seen them all and i i thought two and three were really good um so if there's i I think three did not get as great of reviews but i i thought it was fun i thought they did some cool stuff i think four is kind of the one that people maybe came out not as too thrilled about i i remember liking it i don't remember too much about it but so i i think it's like it's semi-precious to me in a way but not so much that i would ever wish it didn't exist you know if they made it and i didn't like it you know like precious well because like a good example james like is crystal skull like i just pretend like that movie doesn't exist right i don't need to go on twitter and tell people that i but to me i'm just like yeah i'll never watch that again because i thought it was terrible but i don't know i mean some people like my counter to that is i'm with you like on it in general but let's be honest people are mad because they're like oh by the way more spoilers ahead with this if you haven't seen crystal skull by now tommy's gonna come back there with a tack hammer uh but yeah like it's like okay jesus magic or alien magic like i mean aren't they both the same (laughs) thing (laughs) so Sorry, that sums up most Indiana Jones movies for me but i agree we didn't necessarily need to remake it even though they are doing it one more time one more time with uh but the director is going to be the guy that did logan james marigold or whatever his name is i think he's oh. directing it oh that was a good movie that was a good... well yeah. chad i have a question for you though so having only seen the original and now this one did you care whether or not the main three dewey um gail and sydney survived the movie hold on just one second and i'll be back to answer that Did anybody else feel like Chad was like going to fart into the microphone or something and not actually leave? I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry, there's TV upstairs was really low. Oh, I was hoping he was going to get a voice changer and he was going to be like, <clears throat> well, I don't like a fish. Understand? <laughs> okay. Sorry. The three characters, the legacy characters. Did I care if if they made it to the if they survived the whole film? No, I didn't. I didn't care. <laughs> I mean, I was just kind of. It's one of those things I went in with like no expectations, and I was just along for the ride. I feel like the I started because like the the original Scream, I tried to watch it multiple times. I was just like, man, I just don't feel this movie. I don't like it. Then I just like kind of flip that switch. I'm like, okay, I just got to accept it for what it is, you know, kind of and like understand what it is. And that made me enjoy the movie more. And that actually helped me 
kind of go through this film as well. And yeah, I didn't, I didn't care. I was just kind of waiting to see what they were going to do. And I know, again, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I don't think, I know people have said like, Oh, they did Dewey bad or something like that, but I don't know. I, I thought, I thought it was great. I, I was all in for all of it. Like once I made about almost halfway through, um, yeah, I was just along for a ride. I thought it was fun. I think for me, like the, the very intro part, it, um, I had to get past this like secondhand uncomfortable part where you're like, God, it's just too similar to the first one. But I know that's what they're trying to go for um, as far as scenes, because I'm like, Jamie, I saw I like I feel the exact same way, like one through three was, were great. And four, I think I enjoyed, but I never watched again after the theater. Uh, so I don't really recall it very well. Uh, but in the very first like opening scene of 10 minutes case it's exactly like the drew barrymore scene uh for the most part where she answers the phone and starts answering horror movie questions um and but then it's like when we were watching that as uh you know when it came out in like what 97 so when we were kind of teenagers uh were um were we yelling at the screen like when drew barrymore is getting asked the questions like who was the killer in the first like Friday the 13th movie. And we're like, it's Jason Voorhees. Like, were we doing that too? And he's like, that's the wrong answer. So like in this one, when like, do we are, are like, you know, six year old kids or seven year old kids, like whoever's watching this uh, movie today, like now that again, that scream is 25 years old. Like, are they yelling at it going, Oh, it was the boyfriend. It was Billy. Like at the, at the the screen. Like, I don't know if they're doing that or not. Um, so I don't know. In the first part, it was just like secondhand kind of like watching an episode, like the pilot of the office for me, where I just like, was like cringeworthy. Uh, but as soon as I got past that, then the rest of it uh, was, was a lot of fun. Um, I think when the, yeah. yeah, the kids were doing their takes on horror films when I don't know the not even scary parts. Like, I think you put it right. I, I Jamie or Casey, one of you guys said, this isn't really a horror movie. This is a slasher movie. I think case maybe said that. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that actually makes more sense as far as putting it in a category for me. Um, but it was, I don't know. It was fun uh, going through it. Uh, but case, if you saw the first three movie, generally this is almost the exact same thing going on. Um, I did think it so was just a remake. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, what did they call it though, Chad? In the movie, a requel. Requel. Yeah, and I, I actually looked. In a I looked. Clothing. I looked. Um, I looked that up to see if that's actually words like that kids use today. Term, and it is. Oh no way! It's, it's a term. Yep. Yeah. Man, that's fire. Hot. Oh, hot. <laughs> Thanks. Um, the one thing I did think that was fun, and I wasn't sure if they'd go there, uh, but. Yeah, Skeet Ulrich reprises Billy Loomis in like reflections in his white, bloody, dirty shirt from screen one. Yeah. Which yeah. I actually thought, like, I was like, oh, like, I think that's when I started liking the movie. <laughs> it's because I was like, right. oh. age I'm like, look who they years. brought back out. Yeah. And then, um, and then even the fact, like, the, the throwback of, oh, shit. Like, we're, what? They're at Stu's house. And then they pan out and it's, uh, what's his faces from the first screams like house they lived in like some other girl's parents which by the way what's the market value for a house where multiple people have been murdered in over span of decades <laughs> oh it might be a good buy in today's market i mean that, it was... yeah, they have to tell you in california <laughs> they have to tell you if someone died in that house for sure i don't know what the statute of limitations is but that is a law matthew lillard i got it couldn't think of his name matthew lillard was like the um 
the stifler of that movie, like where like you loved his character, but like that's the only thing that you remember him from. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. Yeah. I think Matthew Lillard is from Minnesota. No, well, really? I think he is. I was going to say, well, sorry, bud. As far as my Minnesota actors go, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, MacGyver's my number one. And then I'm going to go Josh Hartnett. Like old school MacGyver? Old school MacGyver, man. Really? Yeah, he's Where from Minnesota. From? Oh, I didn't, I did not know that. I was like, I'll look, I'll look it up real quick. It was like uh, Red Wing or something like that or Duluth. Well, you know, <laughs> total opposite spectrums here, but yeah. Okay. Uh, Fact check here. Matthew Lillard um, was born in Lansing, Michigan. Yep. No, I was wrong. I'm mixing him up with one of those other, uh, what, 90s. Stifler was born here. I think I'm mixing him up with Stifler. No, Lathew Millard was born in Minnesota. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Um, And... uh, Richard Dean Anderson on January 23rd, 1950, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Dick Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to Jamie. Since you're the horror expert, and I realize I didn't intro this episode as a monster closet edition, but um, I could probably do that in the post. But um, yeah, I'm as our horror horror experts. Horror. Horror experts. Um, I'm really curious what your take is, because I always feel like on these things, you're always like on the opposite side of the spectrum. But let's see. No, I've, let's I've, find out. I'm my, my pump is primed. I'm ready to go. So I, I write out the jump. With- <laughs> That's the weirdest <laughs> phrasing of a comment. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. No, I, think from this, I think from the start, I was a lot like you guys. I was like, OK, you know, we've we've seen this before. Let's see where it goes. And then once Skeet gets in there and then once they go to Dewey's trailer, I was like fully in. I was like, yes. All right. I'm here with you guys. And to your point earlier, Chad, about um, people being upset about um, Dewey being killed. I wasn't mad. I thought his death was actually pretty heroic because once that elevator door closes, you know, he's toast. Right. Right. Like, you know, he's toast. And I, he was supposed to die, I think, in the original movie. But I think test audiences liked him so much they kept him around for the whole thing. So I, I thought um, it, it was it was only sad to see him die because I think his best performance acting wise was in this movie. You know, out of all of the other screen movies, I think he did his best work here. But you know, I, I wasn't mad about it. Like I said, I, he died a hero's death. Um, and f- the reason I asked you, Chad, is because I just I love Sydney Prescott as the character. So I really wanted her to survive. I was like, I'm fully in the bag for Sydney. And I think that's what was so cool about the original movie. It was like kind of she was like the original fuck you to fanboys for fans of the slasher movie because, you know, the final girls, you know, they, they take her out in the next movie. If she survives, she's supposed to be pretty helpless and, you know, doesn't always save herself. But she's like, this is my movie. I think she literally says that in the first one before she you know, blows right. Billy's head. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. So, that she, so I, for that reason, I, like I was that. like, good, please good let day. Sydney survive. You know, she does have that sweet um, ass line where they're like, Sid, do you have a gun? <laughs> I'm Sydney fucking yeah. Prescott. Of course I got yeah. a gun. <laughs> that was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, well, and I think compared to the other films, did, did anyone think this was like, a, like they notched up the gore and it was pretty brutal. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was actually I was 
thanks for bringing that up. I was going to ask you that because I was like, I don't remember the the. I feel like the gore in like the first scream was still kind of like campy, you know. Like this was like yeah. all out, like kind of brutal, and <laughs> some like especially some of those stabbing scenes. Yeah, for, it was the first scene where she catches the knife with her hand, and I was like, oh shit, they're doing this, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The only thought, speaking yeah. of when you said that, the only thing I thought that was strange was, uh, I think uh, towards the end, Sydney gets the knife and then like she stabs like somebody twice and then she cleans off the blade with her hand, like the blood off the blade. Like it seemed really out of place for somebody yeah. who's just been like, well, th- that is the victim or whatever, like and not like yeah. this like army movie, <laughs> like or serial killer movie. <laughs> well, I guess it is right. a serial killer movie. Um out of curiosity, boys, because uh, in case, again, if you don't want to know the killer f- spoilers, we don't have to do this. But I don't know if you guys noticed that on the movie poster, if you even observed that, it says the killer is on the poster. And then it has like the whole cast on there. Um, but with that, like when you guys were trying to identify the killer throughout the movie, how did it go for you guys? So I will tell you that I... I, I took notes and right away I wrote down Amber's the killer and I um <laughs> and I just like what what made me think that I was like it could be anybody you know they could play it however they want but I was like it, that first scene I was like oh she's filming herself you know because the killer clones her phone but I was like no like she's in her room she's filming herself I was like it's her but then I was like there's a second killer so I, I wrote down uh Sam and Tara's dad which obviously did not come to pass so did not pan out. Um, I also had my suspicions of Amber, uh, the other person right off the bat. I was like, oh, there's the guy from The Boys, Dennis Quaid's son. I'm like, it's got to be him. Like, I where I just saw his <laughs> face and I was like, nope, it's like he's not popular enough yet, but I still recognize him. So it's got to be him. And I was just basing it, basing it off of the actor. Um, and then as I started knocking off people by like getting introductions, like, uh, like Wes and his frosted tips. I I couldn't tell if he was making fun of our uh, the late '90s frosted tip generation um, for horror movies, or if that's just something that kids are doing again these days. But I thought he was going to die for sure. Yeah, I was. Um, so I think in like the opening scene, like with um, with the uh, phone call again, like the throwback to the first movie. Um, he says something like there's always two killers. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Cause I'd only oh. seen the first one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I was like, okay, there was, I can't remember. There was a scene where it's like, um, her boyfriend is in the hospital with her. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, he's like, okay, that makes sense. If there's two killers, then he could be like the potential killer. So I kind of was onto him earlier than I was like, oh, maybe they're really trying to tw- trick us. Like maybe it's like uh, Dwight. Maybe it's Dewey, right? Some kind of weird twist because he's kind of like, seems like he's maybe kind of a little gone a little crazy. Like he retired from his job, you know? And then I thought, oh, maybe it's uh, <laughs> Courtney Cox's character. Like maybe she's doing this to get like another good story. But yeah, I was all over the place. I I love like these who like done it things because I I go from like actually having like, oh, yeah, like trying to piece like the clues together. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, they're really trying to trick us. Like, what's the what's the twist? You know, um, I'm trying to guess that. But yeah, it was great. I did it was fun. Too, yeah, because even when I wrote down Amber, I was like, but she couldn't have broken her leg, though. I mean, maybe, but probably like she's a pretty slight girl. So, yeah, they, they do a really good job. Like you said, just 
you think you know and then it's like oh wait it's yeah it's kind of like scooby-doo in that way yeah nice what did you um did you have like any favorite scenes or like was there like a point oh yeah you said jamie is like the once i got to like the trailer for you it's like you you're like okay i'm i'm all in on this um was there a point for you james that where like you kind of really started to feel the groove of this movie um i do feel like the trailer scene was like where i finally like let i don't want to say let my guard down because i was kind of going in with uh not very great expectations but like i said the first scene i i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to watch this whole movie like this but that's uh where i think i finally like accepted what was happening or it was started becoming fun um or the second killing for me um of the the asshole guy at, uh, like at the bar when he's peeing on the wall <laughs> yeah and like yeah. and just how that all went down i was like okay like <laughs> i'm getting back to the vibes i want of a scream movie but i think that's part of it is like um uh, between that and then the scene where they were at uh randy's sister's house from the original one or whatever uh like and they're talking about like what to do with a horror movie and like talking about the requel and all that, like also like them going through those motions. It's like after they kind of got all of that, the blah, 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 like this is based on stab out of the way. Then I think I was on board. It was actually getting confusing for me because as they're referring (laughs) to the stab movie in this movie, and I'm trying to think back to the scream movie, I'm like, well, in the stab movies, did they change the names? Like, was it still like, uh, Sydney Prescott. I couldn't remember in the right. stab movies. And yeah. so I thought I was going to get really confused on what characters were who. <laughs> uh, thankfully that they, yeah, it didn't happen that way, but uh, those are the two main scenes for me. I'd say. Cool. Anything else? Um, well, I think we should probably tell Casey but... who the killers were. Uh, yes, please. Or Casey, how about this? The core the correlation of why all this is happening is from the first movie, Sidney Prescott's boyfriend that was the killer. Remember it was him and the best friend in the first movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. Billy's a dick and apparently was having sex with another girl in high school beyond Sydney. And that girl got pregnant. And now that girl's daughter was one of the main characters in this one. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> if you can follow that. Wow. And she's the killer. Her and her boyfriend. To avenge her parents? No, to uh, so they can make a better new a new stab movie. Cause oh like, my gosh. Seriously? That's so dumb. Wait, no, hold on. That wasn't so, the worst movie. It wasn't her. What? Jimmy, am I wrong about this? It wasn't the... It wasn't Skeet Ulrich's... It wasn't Billy Loomis's daughter. Wasn't the killer? She's one. She's one who was like trying to get murdered. Right. Yeah. Well, it's tricky because they were they were both his girlfriend. You know, technically. I, oh, I, I, I suppose. Think I know what Chad meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Casey, do you have any idea what's happening? <laughs> Not really. No. no. <laughs> Actually, I think we did. We can leave it like that. I think that's pretty good for anybody listening out yeah, there. Good enough. Perfect. Just got everyone way more confused. So but I have a question the, for you guys. The plot, just oh, but the, the 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 plot of the film is, is that these t- the two killers are wanting to recreate kind of like this same kind of uh, what do you call it the the ghost face 
killer. They're trying to remake the like the way remake the original it. stab movie was based on original characters. They're trying to remake it based on real life circumstances. Yeah, and in make the it movie. better because <laughs> be, make it make it better <laughs> in the movie. Make it better so because the last the the sequels to Stab have gotten worse over time. So this is going to be oh like the goodness. way to make make the new. Uh, they want to be in the new Stab movie. Like portrayed in the new stab movie, which I love. I thought it was great. Like I don't know four dimensional meta. Yeah, yeah. Basically. I thought it was, I don't know. I thought yeah. it was fucking cool because there. I thought about it. You know, I was like, is this movie good or like I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it in my head. Like, is it just kind of like oh, I just saw it? Maybe I need to see it again. Is it as good as I think it is? And like, I think it is because there's a way that you can probably do the same movie like plot, the same story. Um, somebody else trying to make this movie and it probably could come off kind of heavy handed in some parts, ham fisted. And I don't know. I loved it. (laughs) I thought it was so good. And as far as like the speed of the film too, I remember thinking like I, I paused it to um, like my, get my coffee or something like that. And I was like, Oh, there's only 20 minutes left. Holy shit. This is like flying by. It was really fast film. It was just under two hours. So, yeah, it Perfect moves just me. like the first one. Yeah, it does. And may, may I say I that Nev Campbell the... ages very well? Or had <laughs> Nev, yeah. yeah, age well. Courtney Cox, not so much. I do remember going thinking to myself, <laughs> why, why is her mouth so big? And I'm like, oh, it's just she's had some work, which it, eh, it's Hollywood. It is what it is. But no, Nev looks yeah. like uh, <laughs> Nev looks good. I haven't seen her since well, Skyscraper with uh, The Rock. <laughs> a plus plus go see oh my it. god it's so good he's got a prosthetic <laughs> leg <laughs> it's like it's like one of those movies where you see it's called skyscraper you look at the poster and you go yep this is exactly what i want to watch on a friday night <laughs> like right i'm in <laughs> so, sorry jamie you were gonna ask a question well i so i was wondering big picture wise as i was watching this i was like because you know they're doing all the meta stuff and it's for fans who've seen the older films but also for younger fans so i was like who are they making this for the gen xers millennials or are they making this for gen z because they're having some fun with gen z but it also feels like they're in on the joke and then i couldn't help but notice too like how people's cell phones were very much factored into the kills like i think at least two people were killed because they paid attention to their phone at the wrong time or because they couldn't get to their phone at the right time right thinking of like west in the shower dewey and then football football player chat who i think survives by the way at the end that was him in the ambulance right Mm, i don't know i can't remember (laughs) yeah Um, her sister gives like a little wave to some dude in the ambulance i was like oh did chad live all right good for him i think you're right i think he did um i did i was curious about that and i did start liking that in the very introduction scene where the landline's ringing and i'm like okay so what's gonna happen here like, and she automatically click, like doesn't answer it and clicks end. So it stops ringing. And I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. Because yeah, like who answers their lands, landlines these days. Uh, but then once they started getting the cell phone incorporated, where like it, the cell, on the cell phone, she's getting the text of pick up the phone or Amber's going to die. And then all of a sudden now she picks up the phone and like, she's like trying to text nine, or call 911 on one. And then uh, talking to the killer on the other, like it was, I thought they did a good job of putting them both together to make it nostalgic like that. Um, Cause I was curious in a day of cell phones, 
um, putting movies like this that came out in the nineties and then adding cell phones involved. A lot of these things don't, we don't feel like are going to work. Like we don't think home alone is going to work if Kevin has a cell phone. Um, uh, so it's just kind of one of those things. Um, I think they did a good job with, I don't know who they were trying to gear it at. I think they did a good job of both, I guess, but they definitely, um, hooked us. So <laughs> they got the millennials in. Yeah. I'm thinking, I mean, I'm guessing I, I don't know. I guess none of us are really <laughs> what, what you can be considered. I guess you guys would be considered millennials, I guess, but would you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we're on the cusp. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, on the cusp. But um. <laughs> anyway, what I was trying to say is that it's like they, they perfectly made this movie just for the time that it came out. Right. So um, yeah, there are things in there to satisfy like, you know, the fans of the original. And I think they, it seems to me that I think they're probably doing a great job of bringing in, um, you know, current fans of, you know, younger fans of horror today, but I thought it was done great. I, there is, I was thinking too, is like, there's so many ways where they could have made this like go so wrong or try to throw something in there. It just seems like, Oh man, like that line was just totally thrown in there for some kind of like, um, social justice feminists like you know grab to make it like super ham-fisted but i don't i can't i can't stop (laughs) saying how much i love this movie and how good it was i think more i was just just more surprised that it was good because usually these types of movies don't go so well but i really like what you said chad though about the you know um virtue signaling because this is why i I love screaming alien it's it's like show don't tell show me ripley being a badass and saving the crew well trying to anyway show me sydney being a badass and taking control of like the situation and her circumstances so i think that's a thing that a lot of writers and people miss but like like it's all there but you know you just it's you don't have to say it because it's there you showed me um, yeah, there was. Okay, I was just gonna say like a, a favorite scene that I loved, like towards the end when, um, what was that the the girlfriend killer? Um, shit, I can't Amber? remember her name now. Amber, like yeah, she's coming out the front door of the house oh. towards the end, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, they're like, uh, um, Sid and you know Courtney Cox's character are standing there like trap, trap, and they just shoot her and go into the house. <laughs> <laughs> or or she's do, like, or or that was like, she's like, what do you think? Trap. <laughs> they just shoot her. <laughs> yeah. I did think that was a lot. Of, that was funny. And then also, yeah, the, um, when Nev goes into the house and like, I, I like, I can't remember. Did like her, did Courtney tell her like, you're like, no, don't do it. Nev. And she's like, I have to blah, blah, blah. Like, and goes in there. But <laughs> when she is searching the house, like she's like, you know, talking to killer on the phone and every door she passes, she shoots it at knee level. Um, which I'm just like, like it just walks by a closet and doesn't even bother opening it. Just shoot through the door. And like, I'm like, yeah, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Like everybody's like, yeah. this is your fifth time. Stop opening doors. Stop running upstairs. All these different things. So, <laughs> um, I, I did think that was enjoyable. Um, and then another thing again for me with the movie soundtrack and scores, I love that they brought back some original music of like the red right hand, um, from Nick cave. And then also, uh, 
just even the themes, like the small themes from like Dewey's theme and Gail Weathers theme and Sydney's theme, like they brought all that music back, which for me as a person who likes the original a lot, like it's definitely once you hear some of those tones, it definitely gets you helps with the nostalgic part of it. Um, it's one of those things I think that the Matrix definitely uh, failed at with making me feel anything for those characters again. Nice. Well, Agreed. well said. All right, I'm I'm out of uh, ideas and uh, content uh, to share and questions to ask. Yeah, I just wish I would have uh, wrote down a bunch of scary movie uh, title character names and been like played the game attributed Jamie, <laughs> where like I was <laughs> asking him different questions, like, "Hey, so Helen Shivers, what movie?" No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I have a tangent on that. So we were at. Um, the Haunted Hayride, just outside of St. Cloud. Casey, you may have been there. Molitor's. Molitor's Haunted Hayride. And Call Molitor? Maybe. No, probably not. But so they, before the line, because it was a huge line. So they're doing horror, horror trivia um, where you have to stand up if you know the answer to the question. And I can't remember the question, but it was a Nightmare on Elm Street question. And right after they asked it, I could tell it was me and this like 10-year-old kid who both knew the answer. But I like completely grabbed the mic, so to speak, like and just jumped up. And I was like, Freddy Krueger, like because I knew he knew and I could tell he was going to get it. But I was like, that movie's rated R. You're not 17. I am winning this prize. (laughs) That is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It would have been funny where where you're on a stage and like Jamie jumps up there and like knocks this younger like kid off the, the mic out of his and, hand and screams loud yeah then he falls and he breaks his neck <laughs> or something i don't know just uh, straight up like falling out of the what is it the bowl of grapes oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um yeah and then you said paul Molitor. is that a twins reference is that who that person is uh yeah he is from minnesota he used to play for the milwaukee brewers and then came back yeah. to twins for a short period of time retired as retired as a twin and then came back as a coach and manager oh well that being said <laughs> the link that jamie i did watch a little big league uh the other day because it was on voodoo for free and it was just as enjoyable as when i was a child i'll have to pick Aww. it back up maybe maybe midwest mountain sports report download share like and subscribe <laughs> casey did you ever watch little big league uh where the little because yes. it was right around the time of rookie of the year and that was the bigger one but little big league was the kid that becomes the manager of the twins yeah, oh, yeah I, I i did see it i don't remember that one as much i watched more um like angels in the outfield and rookie of the year that was the same year i think angels in the outfield came out that year too yeah. was that i think i was reading some trivia yeah. on it that there was a was there a baseball strike where there wasn't any baseball that like under uh, like during 1994 does that sound right? 94, 95, yeah. Wow. Correct. So, yeah, I guess that's when that movie came mm. out, which means more people had time to go see baseball movies. Um, and the other fun fact I had from this, when they wrote the script, I was thinking, oh, there must have been a Twins fan that wrote the script. No, it was written for, like, I don't know, Kentucky or something like that. But they, they changed it to Minnesota because it was easier for lighting conditions to film in the Metrodome. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, that does make sense. Fair, fair. <laughs> Chad, I have one last question for you. Are, are you going to go back 
and watch Scream 2 through 4, or have you seen it? Moving on. I want to now after watching this one. Okay. Love to yeah, know what I've... you think when you're done. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do some monster closets on that one too. Um, but yeah, I've, I don't know. Maybe I've just gained like a whole new respect for this movie franchise. <laughs> well, but, um, Chad, yeah. I think what you need to do to start is pull up um, like the casting calls for this. And then because it's all if you go back to Scream 2, let's say you're going to know a good portion of the people in there. And like by writing down the cast, could you call out who you think the killer is and or who do you think is going to die? Like so when I say in Scream 2, you got Jada Pinkett Smith and Heather Graham and Jenny McCarthy. And mm-hmm. like, uh, how are these people going to land in this for you? Like, I don't know. That could be a fun game. Omar Epps is in it. Um, so like, it's just a lot of names that I think that you'd recognize. Uh, yeah. Now. When uh, I, I'll do that. If I can remember, I'll do that when I when I when I get to there, when I get I there. Mean, yeah, because I think it'd be it'd be harder yeah. just like this one. Like, I get it. Like, there's a lot of actors in there besides the legacies that I don't rec- I don't really know, or I just recognize them enough where I do think they're, they're going to be the killer. <laughs> um, but in like, I'm thinking like scream two and scream three, it's been long enough. Pa- a time has passed where like, these are uh, more house names. Like the ones I just rattled off where like, they are actually familiar to you where you'd be like, uh, I bet Jenny McCarthy's not going to live. Click. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said, well said. All right, sure. Close her out. Do we want to give final final scores? I think, yeah, Casey, what was your score based on uh, how we were describing this? <laughs> Question mark out of hyphen. <laughs> well, so it's like, are you like a, that sounded like a wheel of fortune bot that just like went went uh, like short circuited or something? <laughs> Question mark hyphen. I'll buy a vowel. Semi colon. Asterisk. <laughs> uh, Casey, can you review this podcast? Twelve out of ten. All right, cool, super job. Uh, Barry Cox, thoughts, final thoughts. Um, score out of five, five stars. Out of five, I'll give it a. I like the three point five. Uh, I bet the more I. It's funny when I like when we discuss movies and I have one opinion and then the more we talk about it, it like it's getting raised, but I'll keep it at like a 3.5 for now. Um, and maybe I'll, it'll get better with time for me. Excellent. Yeah. That's what I, I gave it to a, would be a three and a half, a 3.5. Um, like I said, I was like, maybe I don't know. I kind of feel like this should be a four, but yeah, I'll, I'll sit on 3.5. Um, and Jamie finally our horror experts. Um, the final, say on this film what do you got so a letterbox score i would go three stars with a heart um i liked it and room to grow there for me to really love it um i think my order you didn't ask but i'm going to tell you uh for the franchise favorites one two five three four so one two five three four so one being the best right so one two five three four all right cool High praise. Yes, sir. Yeah, it was really good. I, I was, again, hesitant like James, but surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Before we go, I want to thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine Monster Closet Edition, where we talked about the film Scream, the requel released in 2022. 
I just want to remind you, new episodes are now dropping on Mondays, and you can message and follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.